Hey, we're going to finish up. Uh, was that loud? Some of y'all jumped. I'm sorry. A uh, uh, little Pentecostal in me coming out. Uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap up today this, this whole um, reboot series, the great reboot. And we're talking about rebooting your mind, right? Because your mind gets into crazy loops, crazy thoughts. That's really the biggest obstacle you deal with in life. It's not people. It's your thought about people. It's not situations. It's your thoughts about that situation. Well, if, if we can reboot our mind, that's how transformation takes place. Uh, don't be conformed to the image of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind or rebooting of your mind. You got to think differently and you got to think the way that Christ thinks. You got to think the way that the word teaches us to think. Uh, when you start doing that, man, Ryan was preaching all over this series today. I was like, man, I was wanting him to keep going. Uh, that was some good preaching he had. But when... When, when you can learn to start looking at things through the lens of the Word of God, it, it makes all the difference in the world. You can walk in victory. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have challenges. It doesn't mean that unpleasant things aren't going to happen. You know, I wish I could tell you, look, have faith in Christ and everything's going to be hunky-dory after that. I wish I could tell you that. Uh, Jesus didn't even claim that. But he did say, don't worry because I've overcome the world. Uh, the world that contains your troubles, I've overcome the whole thing. And, and uh, if we're in Christ Jesus, that means that we can overcome the world as well. Uh, I know that's a big thrust of my life is walking in faith. That's, that's what I communicate quite a bit uh, just because of the journey of my life. And, and like never before, I, I, I'm, I'm learning and understanding what it means to just fully, fully trust him and, and walk in that faith. Uh, in doing so, uh, sometimes folks will... Uh, misunderstand what I say or, or even, uh, I get accused sometimes of, uh, you're one of the name it, claim it kind of guys, right? You know, you see something you want, you just start speaking it out and God's going to give it to you. You know, if, oh, if I believe in my heart and speak with my mouth, I want that Lamborghini. Ooh, see, I have faith. God's going to, God's going to give it to me. No, this is, <laughs> that's not faith. That's being presumptive. <laughs> Uh, you could believe in your heart and speak that out all you want. You may go to your dying day not getting a Lamborghini, you know. Uh, what, what I'm saying is Romans chapter 10 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In the Greek, the word of God actually means, it's actually translated rhema Christos, Right? So faith comes by hearing and hearing something specific. What, is, what are we supposed to be hearing? The rhema Christos. Rhema in the Greek means the spoken or breathed word, right? So if, if you're talking, that is rhema. Uh, if, if, uh, if you're thinking or even writing, it can be logos. But rhema is a spoken or breathed word. Christos, everyone knows what that means in Greek, right? Christ, which is the anointed one. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the spoken anointed word of God. Uh, not just any word, but, but the anointed word of God spoken into your life. How is it spoken? Well, sometimes through preachers, sometimes through friends talking about the word. Sometimes through a, a worship leader. <laughs> Sometimes through reading what he had to say. Sometimes he'll speak it into your spirit. The Bible says that the spirit, the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit 
to, to confirm that we're children of God. Well, if he's confirming that we are children of God, he'll confirm other things for you as well. It'll be a, the spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit. And many of you have experienced that. Usually when someone says, ooh, you know, the Lord, I felt like the Lord told me this the other day. Well, most of us don't hear an audible voice, but you hear it from within, right? It's your spirit that just, ooh, something tugged on you. And you, ooh, I, I need to go that way. Or, ooh, I need to, I need to call. Just, just last night, someone I went to high school with, and I, I haven't seen since graduation day, uh, and just loosely kept in touch with uh, uh, online, the, uh, uh, she had reached out to me. She'd been out in California for years and been part of the entertainment industry out there. She's recently, her and her husband and kids have moved back to Texas. And the, the, the Lord said, you know, she said, hey, can, do you have time to, to give me a call? I need to talk. And at the moment, I didn't think I had time. <laughs> but the Lord said, nope. Do it. And it was something, it was a spirit to spirit conversation, if that makes sense. It was a, oh, yep, okay, yep, yep, I'll make time. And, and sure enough, the Lord gave me a chance just to speak life and minister to her and pray with her and her, and her for, over her and her family. And, and, uh, but that was, that's what we talk about. So, so that's all these different ways that the Lord can speak to you, right? And that's what you need to have faith. So, so please don't be misunderstanding. I'm not saying, hey, just anything you want, man, you just believe for and confess with your mouth and whoo, God's going to give it, you know, and you know, get messed up with all the, some of the crazy law of attraction type <laughs> stuff that's floating around out there. That is not faith. Faith comes by hearing, specifically hearing the anointed word of God. So in other words, if God said it, that's why you can believe it. If he didn't say it, you know, how, if God told you he's going to give you a Lamborghini, well, okay, you can believe that. <laughs> but if you're sitting here thinking, I just believe in God's going to give me a Lamborghini. Well, if he didn't say it, you're just being presumptive, right? So it's, it's this, it's this, and, and, and I'm, this is foundation for what we're about to get into to, to wrap this whole thing up. It's, it's this concept. Uh, if you can sit there and say, I'm going to believe that Pastor Dave's going to show up and mow my lawn. And I'm going to believe it in my heart. Matter of fact, I'm going to confess it. I'm going to go home. I'm going to speak it out to my wife. Hey, Pastor Dave's going to, I'm, I'm believing Pastor Dave's going to show up this week and mow my lawn. Tell your kids, hey, y'all, hey, guess what? You're going to look out. I'm believing this week, Pastor Dave's going to, you're going to look out that window. You're going to see him mowing the lawn. <laughs> Hal's already got his uh, calendar out. But here's the problem. If I never told you I was going to mow your lawn, you're being presumptive. You're, that's not faith. Because faith can only come if you hear. Now, if I told you, hey, this week I'm going to show up, I'm going to mow your lawn. Well, you can believe that. Because I told you. Or if I sh shoot you a text, the written word. Hey, by the way, I'm going to show up and mow, mow your lawn. LOL, SMH, or whatever, you know, all, everything. <laughs> All these abbreviations, you know, I just like throwing them out there. Just, oh, I'm texting. Let's abbreviate everything. But, but if I text you and tell you, I'm going to mow your lunch. Well, you can believe that. Why? Because you read it. It was communication. Or if you happen to see my calendar, my personal calendar, and I had on there, on Tuesday, I'm mowing Hal's lawn. Well, Hal would be able to say, oh, hey, I saw that. I got a little insight to Dave's schedule. I know what he's up to this week. He's going to come on my lawn. 
In other words, you can have faith because you've seen it. Well, that's all we're saying about faith. We're not trying to say you can have anything you want to and, and, and just, man, just, you know, you want to live in a five-story house, you just believe it in your heart and claim, no, it's not a name and claim it type of thing. It's just simply saying, Lord, what have you said about my life? And if you said it about my life, I'll believe it because you're not going to lie to me. Or, you know, as I'm praying, Lord, talk to me. Tell me, what, what do I need to do about this situation? And if, you, if he communicates to your spirit and it, and it aligns with everything in the word of God, then, hey, you can believe it. You can believe it, right? Uh, that's how faith works, right? So if he says it, believe it and do it. If he didn't say to do it, then let it go, right? <laughs> Just, don't, don't, don't put any stock into it. So, so today we're going to talk about redeem your time. What does that mean? Redeem your time. What we're, what we're going to demonstrate today is more practicality today. What I want to do is wrap up everything that we've talked about over the last four weeks. Uh, we're we're going to, and, and just show you a practical way of how I apply everything that I've preached about over the last four weeks, how I apply it in my life. You can, you can do this. You don't have to do this. Uh, it's just, it, but for me, it works. It's, it's uh, you remember we, we started out, we talked about the prayer of petition, which is a written prayer, writing it down. Well, uh, we're going to have a prayer that, that I've, I've written down. I've, I've typed it up. Matter of fact, I've got it printed out. It hangs on my bathroom mirror this week. I, I, man, I've been speaking this prayer out over myself uh, every morning when I get up and start getting ready for the day. This is, a, this is a prayer of petition, but it also now becomes a prayer of confession because I'm speaking it out, and it's not just basic words I'm speaking out. I'm not just shooting in the dark with my prayers. I'm praying the word of God. At least for me, all, all of the statements within this prayer lines up with certain scriptures that have spoken out to me. And so what am I doing? I'm confessing the word of God over my life. It doesn't mean you have to quote scriptures you know, line by line, but if what you are expressing lines up with the word of God, you are expressing a rhema word. You're expressing the anointed word of God, right? And uh, uh, I'm, I'm praying this prayer from the, the angle of no lack. We talked about that a few weeks ago, that you don't lack anything. Well, within this prayer, everything I need for the day, he's going to take care of. And I know he'll take care of it because I'm just praying his word. I'm agreeing and aligning with his word. So are you trying to manipulate God? No, I can't manipulate God. Can't. God's going to do what he wants, but he gives us an insight as to what he's going to do by his word. So if I'll line myself up with the word, hey, I know exactly, I don't know the details of how he's going to move in my life, but I can trust that he's going to move in my life, right? Uh, and finally, I am fully persuaded. We talked about that last week. I am fully persuaded that because I can pray the word of God and I can agree with him and say, yes, I say, yes, Lord, to this. You promised me this and I believe it, that I am fully persuaded so, so this is a, a really a simple way to wrap everything up that we've talked about over the last month and just put it into practice, okay? So I, I encourage you this week, write down your prayer. You can use this one if you want. Reword it if you want. Uh, write it down, hang it up, speak it out over yourself, but make sure it's all based on the word of God. And, and that's powerful stuff right there. Because if God said it, you remember, if I told you I was going to come cut your grass, you, you can have faith in that because I told you. Well, God told us a lot of stuff in his book, over 7,000 promises. 
So if, 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 if he said it, I can believe it. Amen? All right. Say, well, I don't know about all this stuff. Well, hey, you don't have to. I'm just saying, give it a try. So Job 22, 28 says this. You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. So this is, this is kind of what I do in the mornings. I, I've, there, there are certain scriptures I may feel led to quote. Sometimes I'll print them out, hang them up on my mirrors or, or whatnot, or sometimes it's a prayer like this week, uh, preparing for this. I wrote this prayer out, and hung it out, hung it up, and, and, and I decree these things over me so that it can be established for me and that God's favor can shine upon my ways, okay? So we'll start out. Here's the first line of, of what I've been praying this week. Father God, I thank you that today I redeem the time. Now, what does that mean? Uh, we can base it on Ephesians 5, 15, 17. See then that you walk circumspectly. Now, that means, circumspectly means to be fully aware eyes wide open, with intention and understanding of consequences and events all around you, right? So see then that you walk circumspectly or with purpose and intention, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. It means redeeming the time. It means you're buying back the time. You're, you're going to buy up every opportunity you have that the day presents because there's a million opportunities that the day presents and you want to buy up you, you want to walk in wisdom so that you can buy it up. It means, in other words, redeeming the time means to be purposeful. You're going to get the day back and be purposeful with it, okay? So I don't want to wake up and just waste my day. I want my day to be full of purpose. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand that what the will of the Lord is. So, Lord, I, I, I thank you because I'm redeeming the time. Lord, I confess I have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. You can find that in the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I don't have to think like goofy Dave. I can think like Christ because he gives me his mind. 1 Corinthians 1.24, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So if you have Christ in your life, you have access to the wisdom of God. So confess that over yourself. Hey, I confess today I've got the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. I don't have to make knuckleheaded decisions because I'm Dave. I can actually make decisions and, do, and have my actions based on Christ. And it's important because Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding, right? Next, I pray every thought, phone call, text, and appointment is productive. I don't want to waste my time on unproductive communication. And so I, I claim that over myself. Proverbs 16.3, roll, roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. If you're going to make some plans for tomorrow, you want them to at least be successful, right? <laughs> So if I will just roll all my thoughts, all my works, everything I intend to do, if I just hand it over to God, he'll line it up. He'll show me, well, trim that off. Don't worry about doing that. That's not on the agenda. He'll let you know what his agenda is, and, he'll, and your thoughts will align up with his will, and your plans will be established and succeed. First Samuel also says, uh, 2.30 says, For those who honor me, I will honor 
If, if your plans and your intention for this week, you will honor and give it over to the Lord. He'll honor you with it. I make great decisions quickly and do not, re, do not have to reconsider. I make great decisions to say, man, all of this sounds arrogant. No, it's not arrogant. I need his help. <laughs> but, he, but because of his promises with me, I know that I have the ability to make some good decisions if I'll walk with him, right? Proverbs 16.9, a man's mind plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure, okay? Uh, for instance, this week, <clears throat> I woke up Thursday. I had about eight things I wanted to get knocked out. Uh, matter of fact, I had them on my to-do list. I'm old school. I know a lot of people go digital now. I still got paper and pen and a to-do list because it just helps me, right? I'm just, I'm old school like that. Had about eight things I needed to knock out. And in the middle of the day, the Lord, now I, I had made plans. My brain had, had and they're all good things that I needed to get done. Uh, things for the sake of the church. And that was my mind making those plans. But the Lord directed my steps. But, and he made them sure. In other words, in the middle of the day, when I was going to zig, the Lord said, no, you need to zag. <laughs> and I wound up uh, going a different route on Thursday. And it took up more time than what I realized, but it's where the Lord wanted me. And I was doing what the Lord wanted me to do. And from there, the rest of the day went a totally different track than what I wanted. It wasn't a bad thing. It was actually all good. But I would have missed it had I said, nope, I'm going to get this. So, so what, what happened? I was able to make a good decision. Why? Because it was a decision God told me to make. <laughs> That's why it's good. It wasn't good because I did it. But because he's good, he knew exactly what I needed to be, do where I needed to be. And uh, by the time I went to bed that, that night, I still had five things on that list I still had knocked out. <laughs> but that's all right. God's like, yeah, you'll take care of it. That's for another day. Don't worry about it, Dave. Uh, the next one, I thank you, Lord, that I am on time with my responsibilities. Now, believe it or not, even though I wanted to get them knocked, those things knocked out Thursday, and the Lord said, nope, you'll, you'll take care of it different. They're all taken care of now. So they, they have been, I'm still on time, praise God. It just didn't happen on the day that I thought it should happen. Uh, but I can be all on time with my responsibilities. If I pray the Psalm 37, 23 says this, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So if even if you stumble during your work week or during your day, look, if you're walking with the Lord, you can stumble. He's not going to let you just totally fall and stay down. He's, he'll prop you up. He'll help you get things done. He'll help you knock out the list, but he'll, he'll have you do it in his time because he knows best. Jeremiah 10, 23 says about the same thing. Oh Lord, I know the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Oh Lord, correct me but with justice, not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. Well, what did the Lord do on Thursday? He corrected my path. I was trying to go one way with the day, and he said, nope, nope, correct, right? Proverbs 19.20, hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction that you may be wise in the time to come. Uh, there, there's something about course correction in your day that the Holy Spirit will, will lead you on. And sometimes he does it through his own counsel or wise counsel that he sends you, so... The next thing I pray is uh, I am not dismayed, overwhelmed, or stressed out because of them, meaning my responsibilities that I'm on time with, right? Hey, I'm not dismayed, overwhelmed, or stressed out 
because of them. Now I can proclaim that over myself because the Bible says, Psalm 61, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemies. I don't know if we used to sing growing up in the church, we used to sing that, uh, I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builder rejected. I run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me. Anyone? Bueller? When the earth all around me sinking sand on Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. No one. All right. Sister Barbara, thank you. So, look, listen, y'all know I love y'all. I'm saying I love y'all. I love you with everything in me. So, you know, if this hurts your feelings, I'm sorry, but man, most of y'all grew up in some boring churches. I'm just going to say that. That's a wonder y'all are still living for God, because what did y'all sing? <laughs> Second Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So because of that, I can speak over myself that today I am not stressed out, I'm not dismayed, I'm not worried because of my responsibilities. Well, what am I doing? I'm, I'm praying the word of God. Now, here's a long one, but I love it, and it's one of my favorite scriptures. Lord, I take all the pressure in my life, and I place it on my covenant with you. I cast all my care on you because you care for me. Your yoke is easy, and your burden is light. Well, that's pretty much quoting almost Matthew 11. It was one of my favorite scriptures. Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's saying, hey, yoke yourself with me. What a beautiful picture. You know, Christ, if you're going to yoke two animals together, you don't want to yoke up, you know, an ox and a donkey or whatever, or, a, or a, a cow and a horse to the same type of yoke. Well, Christ is inviting us to yoke ourselves to him. Hey, come, and he said, walk with me, let me teach you. He said, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your, the Greek is sukes, for your soul. Suke, you remember? Suke is that which pertains to the mind. You'll find some rest for your mind. How many need some rest? Because your mind just won't shut off. And ah, oh, you yoke yourself to Christ. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What kind of yoke and burden are you carrying right now? If it seems super heavy, you're not carrying his. And that's the only burden you got to carry is his. His burden's light. His yoke is easy. He said, hey, walk with me and I'll teach you. Learn from me. Isn't that awesome that, that Christ himself wants to do it? And so because of that, the, I can do as the Bible says, I cast all my cares on him, for he cares for me. The problem is, is we keep taking those cares back, right? I got to cast all my cares. Oh, hang on, let me take it back. I got to worry some more about it. I wasn't done worrying, <laughs> you know? Uh, my, my good friend, uh, Mylon, who pours into my life, <laughs> one time I was trying to tell him, I, I was a little concerned about a situation. I was telling him about a brother I, I care very much for him. He even asked me in the middle of it, because he's just—he's such a man of faith. He just doesn't put up with any type of doubting talk or whining or anything. So uh, I'm in the middle of probably whining to him a little bit. And he goes, 
He just interrupts me. He goes, hey, whoa, whoa, shh, shh. Do you care for this person? I said, yeah, absolutely. Turn it over to Christ. Don't worry about it. Why are you talking about it still? <laughs> ah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> How can you argue with that? Because that was, it's the word of God. He goes, are you going to walk in faith according to the word or not? True. Matter of fact, I was whining to him about something else. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to teach you, Dave, some of the most anointed words you'll ever, you'll ever speak. I said, all right. And he goes, repeat after me. I don't care. <laughs> and I looked at him and he said, he said, I'm not telling you not to have mercy and love and empathy and concern for someone. He said, but you can't control the situation, so you've got to cast your care. I, I am caring right now. I need to cast my care over on Christ. I don't care. And so I've had to do that. Like, I'll get information all of a sudden flood in, and I have to stop and say, I don't care because I've given you the care. I'll pray for this situation, but I'm going to give you this care. I'm casting it on you. Uh, taking his burden instead of my own burdens. I acknowledge you in all my ways today, and you cause me to succeed in all I put my heart, mind, and hands to. I love this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Notice it's your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. It's your, your, your mind is, is the understanding part of you. Sometimes what God's up to just isn't going to make sense. So you got to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In all your ways acknowledge him. That means everything you're up to during the day, acknowledge him. God, I praise you that my peace is great today in Jesus' name. And you can just go to Philippians 4 for that. Verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. There we go again. Understanding. You use your brain to understand. Well, the peace that God's going to give you, you're not going to always be able to understand, because you're like, I should be freaking out about right now. I should be melting down. I should be having a breakdown. But man, I'm at peace. He's got me. I don't like what's happening, but it's all good. I've got peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. So basically, this is, the, this is my prayer that I've been speaking over myself every day. Well, what am I speaking? I'm speaking the Word of God because every one of these lines are based on the Word of God. So I, it's, it's a prayer of petition because I wrote it out. That's powerful. It's a prayer of confession because I'm speaking it out. Uh, I know I don't lack anything from this prayer. I, everything that I need for the day, he's going to take care of. And I'm fully convinced he's going to take care of it because it's based on his word. I'm not just being presumptive. I'm not trying to say he's going to do something that he never told me about, right? So, and oh, by the way, God, uh, you're going you're gonna to pay off my mortgage this week, right? Well, he's, I didn't tell you that. So, so I don't have that included, right? So, yeah, Father God, I thank you that today I redeem the time. Lord, I confess I have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. Every thought, phone call, text, and appointment is productive. I make great decisions quickly and do not have to reconsider. I don't have to worry about the woulda, coulda, shouldas, right? I thank you, Lord, that I am on time with my responsibilities. I am not dismayed, overwhelmed, or stressed out because of them. Lord, I take all the pressure in my life and I place it on my covenant with you. I cast all my care on you. Because you care for me, 
Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. I acknowledge you in all my ways today and you cause me to succeed in all, succeed in all I put my heart, mind, and hands to. I praise you that my peace is great today in Jesus' name. Say, yeah, whatever. I don't know if I believe that mess or not. Well, tell you what, if I'd rather speak something like this over me than wake up and go, ah, oh, it's only Tuesday, you know? <laughs> what do you want to confess over yourself, right? So, hey, and if you're going to pray, you might as well pray the prayer of faith. Well, what's the prayer of faith? You know, the Bible says, if any sick are among you, let them come down and have the elders anoint them with oil and let them pray the prayer of faith because the prayers of a fervent man availeth much. Well, what's the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is praying what God's already said. You know, we don't do that. You know, I don't like it when, man, the times I've been super sick and I want somebody to pray for me and they say, oh, Lord, if it be your will. You know, in other words, you're saying, Lord, I don't know what you want to do, but whatever you want to do, you go ahead and do it with Dave. We're going to go get lunch. Man, if I'm desperate for something in my life, no, some, somebody pray the word of God over me, right? And uh, last night with a phone call I made to the, the person I went to school with, that's what I was doing. I had my phone out and had the word of God open, the Bible app open. I was speaking the word of God and praying the word of God over. Why? Because it doesn't matter what I want to pray. I need to pray what he's already said. And, and so this, this is just a, an example, a practical way that you can do it. So hopefully it makes sense. You don't have to do it like me, but I just want to encourage you. Pray the word of God, because if he said it, you can believe it. Faith comes by hearing, but specifically hearing the word of God, or the rhema Christos, the anointed spoken word of God. Amen. Sometimes you got to speak it out so you can get it in your spirit, right? Let's all stand. Amen. That's all I got. Ain't got nothing else. Hallelujah. As, as uh the praise team who just did a fabulous job today. Thank you all so much. They're about to sing another song for us, and we're going we're gonna to worship as a family. Uh, if you need prayer for anything, uh, I would, I would, I'd be honored to pray the prayer of faith for you. But you don't have to come up to me. I don't have any superpowers. Uh, everybody else has the same Holy Spirit that I, do, that I do in this house. So you can just grab your neighbor and say, hey, join with me. Let's, let's pray the prayer of faith together. Let's, let's pray the word of God about this situation. And, and uh, the Bible says, where two or three gather in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And if, if two agree on anything that they're asking the Father of, he'll do it for you. Jesus said that. That was Jesus' words, not my words. So, so you don't have to have the pastor necessarily. You can grab whoever. But I'd be honored to pray with you regardless. Father, I love you so much. Thank you for your word. Thank you because it's true. Lord, I am fully persuaded about everything that you have promised to us. Lord, all the directions that you are leading us as families, as friends, as, as neighbors, whatever direction every individual has this week, Lord, I, I am convinced that you have already got provision waiting for us to do everything you've called us to do this week, to be successful, no matter what the challenges are. If it's a challenge, you've already got the way provided to navigate through it. You've already got the supply to move beyond that challenge. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your promises and thank you for your faithfulness. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.